Rogers. He's a jolly old man with a big white beard. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe with 10,000 watts of power. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song and it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Good day from morning till night. Good morning, Grand Valley. Hello, gang. Welcome yes, in. It is our, I think I'm feeling good this morning. I got a little bit extra sleep last night. That that could be the reason. But, Bob, I'm thinking it's because uh, it's a short day and a long weekend. I'm thinking that's what's got me all fired up here. I wondered this morning why I had a little extra bounce in my step, and then it hit me that uh, this is kind of like Friday. Well, better than Friday. We have a four-day weekend that starts, what, about, what, three hours from now. Something just this minute hit me. I wonder if it reminded you, and I think I don't have any. I forgot to do highlights. Did you do highlights? I did, Howard. How could I forget? I I was working on the show last night, and I said to myself, "Do highlights." I forgot, so I got nothing. Other we'll one. use mine. Well, I well I pull out of my head. head. You know, it's a short, so we'll do that. Good morning, seven eleven eleven after the hour here. Watchdog morning show is uh, underway. We've got a lot to do today. It is uh, forty three degrees, Wheeling Ohio County Airport. Forty two at the Highlands. Forty four in Elm Grove and 42 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, look for a mostly cloudy day, daytime high around 46. Could see a lingering shower or two, but I think that may have already passed. We'll talk to Adam Fike about that uh, coming up a little bit later on. <clears throat> what do we got going today? Getting ready for the holiday weekend. We'll have uh, at least one more turkey shoot contest for you, give you a chance to win some uh, Thanksgiving fixings for your meal. Uh, also, some Thanksgiving fun facts. Brad McElhinney coming in. Um, he was spending the day yesterday reviewing all of the various interviews many people, including I, did with Joe Manchin. Sussing through it, trying to figure out, what the hell's Manchin planning to do? So Brad and I are going to talk about that coming up in a handful of minutes here. Exactly what uh, Joe Manchin's quest for the middle seems to be as near as we can tell. Congressman Bill Johnson tapped now officially to be the new president of Youngstown State University. Wheeling's Finance Committee last night now has suggested the first city gift to support the Life Hub. I want to talk about that a minute or two at least. It is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy. A lot of people are dead, those involved and even those who are around. Not too many people care, but I'll tell you who cares a lot. Boy over here, Mr. Slider, it's been on your mind for, well, 50 years. I, you didn't, no, you no, weren't no, around no, at the time. No, longer, longer than that. It was uh, second grade uh, in uh, Esbridge School. I got uh, disciplined. I was put out in the hall, and that's where the rack of the world books was. So uh, about 1969. Right. So you started picking up on it. We're going to talk with Corey Campanese today. Corey is the son of Charlie Campanese. Charlie was one of the big uh, assassination investigators and, and, and uh, critics, skeptics. Uh, Corey uh, has picked up his dad's work and is going to be with us today to talk about that. We'll have a good roundtable on that subject as well. And then the watchdogs are in at 9 o'clock, and at that point, I'm off on vacation. Not vacation, but uh, summer break. Turkey for you, turkey for me. Yep, indeed, looking forward to it. How's that song go? The Adam Sandler song? No, that, you know that song, the Adam Sandler song? I did not. Maybe I should have. Maybe turkey I could have fit it me, in there. Turkey for me, turkey for you. I eat turkey from a big brown shoe. Adam Sandler has this crazy, uh, crazy song out there. 
Seven thirteen, thirteen, and my kids and I remember that as, as the the goofy Thanksgiving song. Teddy taught me a new one that he found on YouTube. Gobble gobble one, gobble gobble two, gobble gobble me, gobble gobble you. I don't know. It's all about turkey and and Uncle George farting at the table and weird things that kids like today. 713 Watchdog Morning Show. Hey, if you want to join us, you know what to do. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Free stack auction service text line. You're also welcome to call in 304-232-8255 here on the, uh, on the program. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, Bob, you know, you and I have had a lot of friends over the years that have been part of this program, that have been our, our uh, contributing folks, you know, uh, folks from the old talk radio news service team, uh, folks from the state house. We just we have so many people here. And, you know, I think we both have discovered how many connections our, our various team members have had over the years. You know, we have Bob Nay on, and every time we have Bob Nay on, he'll go, well, yes, I served with him, and I can tell you more about him. Or, you know, we've had uh, Tom Skateri the other day. Well, when I was a war correspondent in Bosnia, here's what I found out. So I'm talking to another one of her old friends last night, Candy Stroud. You remember Candy Stroud, of course. I do. And uh, we're just talking about a couple of things. And she lays this on me. You know who she went to visit about two weeks ago? Tell us. Rosalind Carter. Wow. Turns out Candy was fr is friends with Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. Back uh, when Carter ran for office, she wrote a book about the Carter campaign and she stayed friends with the family ever since. So just a couple of weeks ago, not too long before uh, Rosalind entered the hospice care, Candy was out there hanging out with them. Clever, intelligent talk show host that I am, I said, uh, you think maybe you could come on the show and talk to us about that? So she will join us uh, next week to talk about her time uh, with the Carters back then and now. So we got that uh, coming up. And um, Brad McElwain is coming up next. Uh, there are co we're, we're a busy day today, uh, and it's a holiday day, and I, I want to hurry along to the weekend. I'll be honest with you about it. There are two big stories that we will probably have to hold till Monday. Yesterday, Bob, the Youngstown uh, State University Board officially hired Congressman Bill Johnson as president. I talked about this briefly yesterday. There's something not right about this story. He didn't apply for the job. They didn't have any public interviews with him or anybody else. Um, they had interviews, apparently, but they were private with a couple of other potential presidential candidates. Uh, and then they hired uh, Congressman Johnson, who has, as many of the board, not board members, but many of the faculty have said, has basically no background in higher education, no background in large uh, group leadership of any kind. <clears throat> Why did he get the job? They reached out to him. Apparently, he didn't reach out to them. What, what are they trying to do? Something is stinky in Helsinki here. I don't quite know what, um, but there's something off about this, and um, we're not going to have time to get into it today, but I'm, I'm going to spend some time talking about it next week when we get back because something, just, something doesn't feel right about that story. And finally, another story we won't have a chance to get into today. You know, Bob, you and I have talked a lot with Wheeling Council members and the mayor and so on about the Life Hub, the uh, Center for the Homeless. And my sense has been that almost all the council members have been a little reticent to want to put city money into the Life Hub. They've been trying to draw a distinction between the Life Hub as a private entity for serving the homeless 
and the city, even though city's homeless liaison has been there. But last night, the uh, Finance Committee recommended $100,000 of city money go to the Life Hub. This is the first time now we're talking about city money going to that project. I have a lot to say about that, but I won't have a chance to say it today. Hold that thought. We'll get to it on uh, Monday. Uh, 7.17, 17 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We talked to Joe Manchin yesterday, and a lot of other people have as well. With all of the different interviews that are out there, have we, have we been able to figure out what Manchin really is trying to do? I'm going to talk to Brad McElhinney about that coming up next. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll get you ready for Mountaineer basketball as the Mountaineers battle in Fort Myers against the University of Virginia. Cara Lee, the former NFL All-Pro defensive back, joins me in studio at 5 o'clock, plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, and be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. Live and local, every weekday, with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone if your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone Or the times they are a-changing 7.20, after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The times they are a-changing in West Virginia because longtime Politico Joe Manchin not running for office in this upcoming election and indeed is going out on a Don Quixote-like quest to middle America. I I guess that's what's happening. We talked to Manchin about this yesterday. Many other folks have as well. Brad McLean has been listening to all of it, trying to figure it out, so I invited him to join me this morning to talk about it. Uh, Brad, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Howard. As I said to Hoppy about a week ago, you really tried. <laughs> I thought, sure, I was going to get some nugget of news information, a better feeling for what this quest for the middle was all about. And I did learn a little bit more yesterday than I did beforehand. I, 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 I was intrigued by his talk, not just about looking for consensus and finding people who have a moderate point of view or a compromise kind of uh, perspective, but actually changing the system, you know, changing the primary system, talking about gerrymandering, talking about, you know, various kinds of reform. 
that was a bit different. But you've listened to all of these, you know, from Nora O'Donnell to Hoppy to me to other radio around uh, West Virginia. Have you got it figured out yet what this guy's doing? I shouldn't say this guy. What the senator is doing? <laughs> I don't. You know, he, he made a very decisive move to not run again for reelection. Very, you know, matter of fact, I am not running again. And, you know, the, he, he is open to running for president as a third-party candidate. But in the middle, I, I've been listening so hard on your show and others, as you alluded, because I, I don't yet have a feel for what that is. He's going out to the middle of America and is going to see if there's a movement on middle ground politics, centrist politics. And I think he did drop a line with you about he's going to some battleground states, although he didn't specify and he said he'd been invited but didn't really say, you know, is that talking to donors or uh, political activists or is he, is he going to be at state fairs talking to regular people and eating corn? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, as you, as you just mentioned, he did elaborate you on some things that I, I hadn't really heard, and it was not hard and set plans, I don't think, but kind of riffing on, on reforms to America's electoral system, uh, trying to fight the gerrymandering that's so prevalent, uh, trying to, to, to consider uh, to consider open primaries. So I guess I, I took that to be that if you are a Republican in a democratically dominant state, you could ask for the Republican ballot. Um, and then finally, he seemed really enamored with ranked choice voting and mentioned his Senate Republican colleague, Lisa Murkowski, uh, who fought a fought back a hard right challenger in her state through the benefits to her of, of ranked choice voting. So I didn't hear those as being baked yet, but they're maybe in the oven or maybe getting prepped. Now, you talked to uh, Mac Warner yesterday, correct, about some of these things? You know, <laughs> Mac Warner is running a campaign for governor, and his rapid response team noticed this story that I did based on your interview and Manchin was also on Painhandle Live, which is the, the Metro News station in Martinsburg. And I put together a story of some common themes about Manchin thinking about some electoral reform. And, and Mac Warner's team got back with me. I, I didn't really reach out to them, but they got back to me within a couple of hours saying, Mac has some comments if you want them. Uh, so a couple things. I mean, he is Mac is the secretary of state. Uh, the chief elections officer. So what he thinks about these things is, is of interest, uh, but also he's running for governor. And I think it's a little bit like, all right, anytime we can be quoted, that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, he was critical of several of Manchin's ideas, um, you know, said that, that these propositions by Manchin should raise serious concerns. And I'll remind the listeners that Manchin himself was a Secretary of State in West Virginia mm -hmm. from 2000 to 2004. Uh, in particular, Warner was highly critical of ranked choice voting, saying that it results in voter confusion and delayed results. My, my outside perspective is that that is, I'm not going to fully sign on with that criticism, but I think it's criticism worth considering that 
you know, the, the math on ranked choice voting is a, a little challenging, and it, it's different from a straightforward election where first place wins. You get to – Howard gets to pick who he wants for first place and who he wants for second place, and, and then that goes into the mix. And anyway, it can result in a little bit of confusion as happened in Alaska. It's, it's complicated. It it's not an easy system. In, it's complicated, yeah. Yeah. It does result in some delays and in an era where, you know, people some people are inclined toward conspiracies, you know, what is happening to our vote? It it can result in, in that kind of thing. So I, I just thought that, that adding Mac's comments, uh, Mac Warner's comments were uh, at least of interest because he comes at it from the current office holder, the chief now, elections officer. Executive producer Bob Slider and I had a different opinion after the sh- after the interview. I'm I'm thinking that maybe we we all reporters and media are are focused on an elected position, a focus on the electoral system. That Manchin might be running for president. Maybe he's thinking about a cabinet position. And uh, Bob and so many others. Uh, Bob, the one thing you said after this interview yesterday was there was one thing you did not hear. What was that? We well, never said he uh, wasn't going to run for president. Never said he would not do that. Didn't didn't say that. So. Um, are we all thinking too hard about this from an electoral point of view or a political point of view, uh, Brad, an office point of view? Maybe he really is off on a philosophical quest. Maybe he really is Don Quixote. I am trying to read the tea leaves on it, and I think I tend to side with Bob, but it, he's open to it, clearly. Uh, and people have interpreted his statements kind of in different ways. It's a little bit like however... However, you're inclined to believe there's something there for you. So, you know, I've kind of gone with is open to. Um, I've seen national headlines saying he a little interpreting it a little more aggressively that he would be willing to run for president. Uh, I think he, you know, he's testing the water, seeing if there's if there's an interest from supporters from the public. Uh, seeing what changes in the next year. I mean, he is dealing on both sides, Democratic and Republican, with people who are up in years. Uh, I mean, Biden gets the most headlines for for his age, but Trump is no spring chicken. So, you know, I I think kind of testing the water for a while makes sense. But, you know, if he can can kind of get a movement going, I I would draw your attention to – he and his daughter, Heather, have had mm. some news coverage. You might remember her as Heather Bresch. I have recently seen her quoted as Heather Manchin, so I, I just avoid her last name. I don't know what it is right now. <laughs> uh, but they have been pitching political donors on their support for a interest political group trying to raise $100 million. So if you look at it from that vessel only, it may not matter if Manchin really runs for president or really makes himself into a viable candidate for president. Just generating the interest provides a family activity for the Manchin uh, with a lot of potential money involved. I, and I know you've mentioned this, too, I think, on Hoppy Show when I've heard you being interviewed. I am still not clear, and I didn't really dig into this yesterday with, with the senator, what the physical game plan is, is, is he going to get in a bus and travel around the country? Is he going to go to rallies at uh, key battleground states? 
Is he going to just go up and pop into coffee houses all around the country and say, hey, I'm Joe, what do you know? I can't quite get a handle on exactly how he intends to do whatever it is he wants to do. I'm right there with you. I, I, I asked that question, and he said, so you're asking if I'm just going to have town halls? And I said, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and you asked. I heard you make a good faith effort to try to ask. And all he really said was, well, I've gotten some invitations to battleground states. So I, I don't know how this unfolds. And, you know, I mean, I, I would agree that there is hunger for people who believe that they've been left behind by modern politics, that, that people feel politically homeless. Um, but I, I don't know really how you I, – I, I just don't, as a practical matter, quite know what he's got in mind for reaching out to those people or who, to the donors who uh, might fund a political campaign to appeal to those folks who consider themselves politically homeless. I, I just – I'm at a loss for where it stands, even after listening hard. Well, one thing is pretty clear, Joe Manchin is, continues to be a highly talked about figure in this country. I mean, uh, not a day has gone by he hasn't made some kind of, whether it's CNN or The Hill or NBC or certainly statewide, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's got himself up in the headlines once again, as he frequently does. Yes, he remains relevant by doing this, and he has had a flurry of headlines. Um, I, I actually thought that it was good that he was making – a real effort. He was on with you yesterday. It was a good interview. Um, even if you couldn't, you again, you really tried, but even if you couldn't pin him down, it, it still gave some insight about his thinking as it develops. Uh, he was on Panhandle Live yesterday also to the Martinsburg area. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just helpful that he is continuing to reach out. Uh, you know, on, on either of them, what I, what I didn't hear, he, he talks about the far right and the far left and the, the mass audience of of abandoned centrists, but boy, he really doesn't get that much into what he believes the policy points ought to be. And maybe he's open to that, but I, I, I just he 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 has a long voting record himself now, and I just think if you if you put Joe Manchin as the centrist figure on the top of the ballot, you, you're still going to get people who who then say, well, he doesn't believe what I believe on abortion, or I remember that time he had a gun control bill, and that's not me. Uh, So I I am interested as it develops in what the political platform might specifically be for a a centrist political movement, or if you just leave it vague for a while. You know, giving him the benefit of every doubt and believing that he simply is on a mission to to cement a legacy and that he really does want to bring America together and this is not trying to find another office, giving him all of the benefit, all of that, one thing is certainly clear, it's an uphill battle. We are a divided country. Um, and let's give him the most, and I do, by the way, give him the most altruistic motives in the world. I don't think he's necessarily trying to find the next job, but it's an uphill battle and I, I don't know. I, I wanted to say something yesterday. I thought it'd be a little offensive. Something like, "Do you understand? This is no longer the the the, the world is no longer the way it was when you were governor." You know, because he always talks about how he could pull people together when he was governor. But the world was different back then. The political world was different back then. You know, I had some listening frustrations because, uh, I mean, he talks about former President Trump in terms of 
an authoritarian threat. And he elaborates a bit on that. And then he talks about President Biden as moving to the far left, but he offers almost no examples. And then at the end of your interview with him, he talked about all these bipartisan achievements. The, the CHIPS Act, which is meant to help America compete internationally, particularly against China, on technology, uh, industrial initiatives like Form Energy in Wheaton, which is, uh, you know, newfangled industrial batteries that are going to be a result of uh, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act, as well as the really the Inflation Reduction Act. The, the incentives in the Inflation Reduction Act are going to help with that project. But, but he, he rattled off a list of bipartisan achievements almost in the same breath that he was criticizing President Biden. And I thought, I believe President Biden signed the bill and those bills. that resulted in the very achievements, the bipartisan achievements that you're talking about. I, I was I, I I was a little circled circled up in my brain. Well, we'll continue the conversation. We will, as in you and me and Hoppy and everybody else. And of course, Mansion will continue to provide some uh, fodder for the talk radio fires, which we certainly appreciate, Senator. Thank you very much for that. Uh, one last big question for you: uh, Turkey tomorrow? Is a turkey tomorrow for you? I am having turkey, and I go for the white meat. Although I sure don't mind some dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your favorite side? Is it the stuffing, potatoes? Are you a green bean kind of guy? What do you got? Oh my gosh, I like the stuffing, um, and I'm very happy. Any 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 carb based side, <laughs> I'm I'm so happy. I got and it. then you know you nap during the football game. Exactly. Well, Brad, have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you sometime next week. I'm sure. Thanks, Howard. I appreciate it. 735, 25 till the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. So I don't think he figured out any more, better than we did, Bob, what uh, what Manchin's actually up to. No, nope, but it sounds like he's going to uh, continue to try. Yes, indeed. Let's uh, head over to the news desk. Uh, Taylor Long is here. She's got Ohio Valley headlines. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 22nd. Richard Kins will be laid to rest this afternoon. There's a visitation from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Wellsburg Fire Hall. Following the visitation, there will be fire department services. Fire officials say they will have a marching procession from the fire hall to 12th and Main Streets southbound to 4th and Main over to Charles Street and north to 12th Street. There will be a crossed ladder at 12th and Yankee. Following the services will be the interment at Franklin Cemetery. Kins was the chief of Wellsburg for 38 years. And the Ohio Investigative Unit is emphasizing the importance of adhering to liquor laws for a safe holiday season. These laws, crucial for business and patrons, include prohibitions on sharing alcohol costs with minors, consuming alcohol on premises after work hours, and serving intoxicated individuals. Additionally, event organizers cannot offer unlimited drinks for a set price. Violations can lead to charges. And embracing the Thanksgiving spirit, Governor Jim Justice issued a proclamation yesterday designating today as a half-day state holiday for public employees throughout the Mountain State. Justice says the move recognizes the unwavering commitment and hard work of the state's public employees and gives them a chance to spend more time with their families for Thanksgiving. Both tomorrow and Friday are full-day state holidays as well. And some continuing coverage, Youngstown State University has appointed Republican Congressman Bill Johnson as its next president. The announcement came in a special meeting before a full room of people, some of whom were upset with the board's pick. The board has been trying to fill the position left vacant by Jim Tressel, who retired in February. 
The decision was met by boos and yelling from the full crowd in attendance. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, and be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. guy otis spawn okay. thought we'd uh, maybe you know look for music and i i found this howard and like it, it kind of says it all i like it you know i'm a, I'm a blues kind of guy i mean i did i like it it's just i've never heard of it before hey we have a recommendation for a tv show bob for you and i both um howard sent this yesterday don't know if you saw it but uh, here it is again for you and bob hulu has a mini documentary series called mobsters there is an uh, episode profiling Carlos Marcello. Would that be Marcello? Pronouncing it right? Uh, and his relationship to the Kennedy assassination and organized crime. A very believable story. You both have an enjoyable Thanksgiving. Comes from Jimmy. I assume it's your Thank friend, you, Jimmy. Jimmy. But uh, that sounds like something. Hot mobsters, huh? And because my son came over, and I don't know, how shared his password or however that works don't talk about that (laughs) i have hulu because the documentary that i wanted to watch it was a three-parter it was called jfk blah 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 the the surviving witnesses that was there on a daily daily plaza that day and you said it howard there's just not that many left so i will check that out because i have hulu i don't know for how much longer but i have it this uh the guy that you've been talking about lately and we'll get to adam here it's adam i assume right well let me check oh okay 
<laughs> I saw somebody online. I assumed it was Adam. Uh, 741, 19 of the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up after the uh, top of the hour break, we're going to talk more about, we're talk about the Kennedy assassination. This guy you've been talking about that you've been seeing on, in the documentary, which I have not yet seen, he's the guy from Cleveland, a former Secret Service agent. Is that the one you're talking about? Well, the show that I'm watching, there's two Secret Service uh, left, uh, Clint Hill and Paul Landis. So Landis, I don't know Landis if, is the guy I was reading about last night. Okay, he, he retired like weeks after uh, uh, November 22nd, 1963. He said he just couldn't handle it. it you know, it, it just was uh, too much for him. But Clint reading. Hill is still, is still breathing, uh, but uh, all those guys are pushing 90, Howard. Landis, uh, the little bit I was reading about last night, he said that he feels he probably went into a PTSD after that incident. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they reacted, how they kept on going with their job, but they had to. And he said, again, we'll talk more about this next hour. I just want to make sure. I, so I was want to make sure I was reading the same things you were talking about. Uh, he said that um, he had purposely kind of ignored all reading and paying attention to the, the assassination stories for really ever since 60 years ago until recently. And when he began reading them, he realized some of the stuff that's out there is just wrong. And the, the thing that he that he added more than anybody, and you had to listen really closely, what he said was it was him that transferred the pristine bullet from the, the magic bullet. The magic bullet. It was him. And what it did was it, it, it caught other people in lies, but it was him. He came forward, and then they asked him, why did you wait so long? He said, because I, what you said, I was in shock. Mm -hmm. So what they speculate now, that it helps the theory of the two shooters, that bullet was probably sticking out of the back. Uh, when they looked at that, that probably did come from Oswald's uh, rifle. It was an old rifle, and that bullet was known to misfire a little bit, and it wouldn't have the trajectory that it normally would. So the experts say now that that bullet was probably sticking out. So when they moved Kennedy from the, the limousine, that's where Landis found the bullet. From Kennedy? From the, his back, yes. Well, that we, bullet we, never went all the way through. We'll talk more about it coming up in the next hour. Corey Campanese is going to join us as well. We'll just kind of roundtable this, this uh, whole thing. Uh, one of the lines I thought was pretty good when I read last night again said that, uh, you know, this is the 60th anniversary. This will, and that's when most attention, these big, you know, even year anniversaries people pay attention. This will probably be the last big anniversary where witnesses will still be alive. That's a great point. I never thought of that. You know, that well, hell yeah, I'm 61. From this point forward, it's going to be memories and maybe documents, and we'll talk about that later on. Let's talk about the weather right now. Adam Fike is here from the Big 7, WTRF TV, who probably is going, what assassination? What are you talking about? Who's this guy? Kennedy? Abe Lincoln. What? <laughs> Abe Lincoln? No, we're not going back that far. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. I'm not that young. I know my history. Okay. All right. All right. You you remember the days? Well, you don't remember, but you remember the you know about the assassination of John Kennedy. Then all right. Well, we're gonna sixty years ago today. It's today today. Bob or Rob? Gee, many Christmas. Here I go again with names. It's today, Bob. Right? <laughs> it is. Today's the day. Sixtieth anniversary. So sixty years ago today, I was in the hospital having my kidney removed. Where I saw the whole assassination thing play out. What are we going? What do we got going for us uh, today, Adam? As we head into the holiday weekend, um, cloudy outside right now. Temperatures in the low 40s. Is that the standard for the day? I mean, honestly, that's pretty much what it's going to be all day. Temperatures steady in the low 40s. We stay with clouds. Might notice a little bit of drizzle in spots, but expect your temperatures to actually decrease. So we're going to slowly decrease an hour like every two, a degree like every two or three hours. So 
Pretty steady in the low 40s all day, cloudy drizzle, but then sunshine tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, Thanksgiving, looks like a pretty good day, yes? Pretty nice day. Yeah, I might see a few clouds at sunrise, but much of the day is going to be clear. We're going to be in the upper 40s, so honestly not too bad of a day tomorrow at least. All right, that sounds good, and that'll be a good day for just – boy, what a miserable day yesterday was. I mean, the, what a – just plain miserable, rainy, horrific day it was. Bob, did you do anything at all except get wet? I didn't. I got wet, Adam, but I thought to myself, you know, once again, I I, I feel like we're, we're dodging a bullet, you know, because of a little bit cooler temperature, that would have been snow. Mm-hmm. I showed it this morning during my full weather of a map of the entire United States, well, mainly the eastern United States, and I showed where parts of Maine, Montreal, are getting dumped with snow right now. That was the same portion of the storm that hit us yesterday. So, like you said, if temperatures would have been 10 degrees cooler, that would have been entirely snow. That could have been 12 inches of snow. So we definitely dodged the bullet there. My wife had a lot of uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving, and we have a birthday party to do tonight. Uh, Teddy's uh, cousin, Ariana, is, uh, today's her birthday, and she becomes a teenager today. Uh, that's it's going to be scarier for her dad than it is for me, but the thought that she's becoming a teenager is quite frightening. Uh, but uh, today's her birthday, so we're having a little birthday party for uh, tonight. So my wife had all this stuff to do, and I really, uh, you know, I, I, I gave her a great deal of moral support, Bob. Um, and then I took a nap in that miserable, cold, rainy day. It was a good day to wrap up with a blanket in my house. But after we get through Thanksgiving tomorrow, which is going to be a sunny day or mostly sunny day, uh, what's the weekend look like for us, Adam? So Friday, Saturday, it's going to be that partly cloudy look. You're going to see periods of clouds. You're going to see periods of sunshine, temperatures in the low 40s. And then Sunday sort of becomes our pivot day. We stay cloudy throughout much of the day. We spend the day in the 40s. But as we head towards the evening hours, we'll see the return of rain showers. But overnight Sunday into Monday, we're going to watch our temperatures start to drop. So those rain showers could transition into a few rain with snowflakes or maybe a few snow showers. Then that'll be sort of the same look on Monday and Tuesday. Low pressure sits well off to our south. That's going to allow for winds to blow across Lake Erie and could give us flurries and maybe a stray snow shower Monday and Tuesday, but nothing that's really going to accumulate more than a dusting on grass and cars. So nothing that's going to be of concern. It's just going to get cold once we get to Monday and Tuesday, likely with temperatures in the 30s. We're going to be looking at, uh, yeah, overnight lows are going to be flirting with 30s for a couple of those days, right? Flirting, flirting with freezing, I should say, a couple of those days, right? Yep. Tonight, tomorrow, low 30s. Uh, Friday, well, actually, Friday night into Saturday morning, you dip into the 20s. Sunday, Monday morning, same thing, right around 30. And then next week, I think it's going to be cold much next week, honestly. All right. Well, 43 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 42 at the Highlands, 44 in Elm Grove right now, and 42 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Cloudy outside mainly. Bob, you didn't have any rain coming in this morning, did you? Or any wetness? No, but it rained more last night than I, uh, than I thought. Overnight? Because, yeah, my, uh, my, my roof was uh, full of water, Howard. Oh, no, you didn't get wet again. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to get wet. Got to work on that. We got to come. I'm trying. I haven't figured it out yet. Can we get a drainage system of some kind, like a big drainage pipe? I don't know. We're going to work on that. All right, Adam, appreciate it. Uh, Listen, we'll be gone for a couple of days. I know you're working. As I said, if I wake up in time, probably won't. I'll sleep in. But if I wake (laughs) up in time, I will uh, think about you and maybe even turn on TV and, uh, you know, see how you're doing. And for all I know, I might pretend like I talked to you around 740 or so just for the heck of it. 
appreciate the honesty, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, have yourself. I know you say your 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 Thanksgiving dinner will be over the weekend, right? Or yep, on Friday. All right. Listen, have yourself a great Thanksgiving weekend, great uh, dinner, eat some turkey, take a nap, do whatever it is you want to do, and come back all rested and ready to roll with us again on Monday. I will. You guys have a great Thanksgiving yourself. This will right. be uh, this will be the first one for you and Abby, uh, uh, Adam, so congratulations. Have a great one. Thank you. You too. All right. We'll talk to you then. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Adam Fike from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Um, yeah, he's got to work the next couple of days. We do not. We get a couple of days off. And it feels good, doesn't it? I have a text here uh, says, why get Friday off? It's not a holiday. Hey, 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 hey. That's exactly right. That's what? not from Warwood, is it? I'm gonna check the zip code on that. Hour. I'm going to tell you why. Because the boss said you can have Friday off, and that's it. Many people get Friday off. A lot of people. I mean, it's, it's you know. If you don't, that's not our problem. Right. And it's, you know, but and not everybody does. I admit that. On the other hand, Governor Justice, personally, I think he's trying to curry favor coming up election time. Uh, Governor Thursday and Friday were already days off for state employees. Yesterday, he gave uh, state employees half of today off. So they get uh, two and a half days extra uh, in West Virginia. I'm kind of of the belief that might have been a little bit thinking like he might want to, you know, have the the state employees feeling good about him. Well, you got to remember, Howard, it's a whole different world down there, and I'm not putting them down. I love to do it, too. Uh, those counties are full of deer hunters, so that, that oh, yeah, gives yeah, them yeah. extra days to get out there. So uh, the governor understands that. Something else the governor— They vote also, Howard. You see what I'm saying? I do. I got you. Something else the governor— but, but he said he's going deer hunting, too. Did you see that? Goodness gracious, Howard. Absolutely. Somebody, wait a minute. Help me with this. Don't you, like, climb up in a tree? Well, he doesn't. Stand? No. I mean, he probably shoots him out of his, well, that's probably illegal, but, uh, yeah. You but know, he's the he, governor. He's, he probably gets away with that. I just, I find, I, I don't find it funny that the governor is is a hunter. I mean, it, it's West Virginia culture. I get it. Um, but some of the thought of J.J. going out hunting seems weird to me. Well, he's probably got his own customized four-wheeler. You know, if he can get up into that, they probably, the state police probably help him, give him a hand. You know, they, they load him up and they probably try to keep baby dog back because that's not good when you're deer hunting. Uh, Phil Kabler, the uh, columnist, uh, had a um, com- quick comment yesterday on social media uh, after the justice had his one of his administrative briefings of the press yesterday. Justin says that if he becomes a U.S. senator, he's still going to coach girls basketball. Well, certainly. He says, quote, I do have the ability to go and come and go very quickly. So he, he's he, he's going to fly down to Greenbrier and coach the team. Fly back for the vote in the Senate. Well, that's in case he – that's, of course, if he gets his helicopter back, Howard. Well, yeah, that's a, a point, by the way, that Kabbler also made. He said, at the moment, we don't believe he has a jet or a helicopter to get around it. Bob Slider has sports coming up next. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. 
Join the Nailers for a fun Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 22nd at West Banco Arena. Enjoy live pro wrestling action before the game by IWC and the always entertaining Turkey Bowling during intermission. Plus, get $2 beers and Twisted Tea drink specials. Invite friends in town for the holidays to a night of hockey excitement and a Thanksgiving Eve party at the arena. Puck drops at 710. Get tickets now. Call 304-234-GOAL or go to wheelingnailers.com. Hey, I'm going to the kitchen. Can I grab you a Coors Light? Yeah, that sounds good. Huh. I never knew there was a zip line in my fridge. Hey! Hey, hey buddy! Yeah! You got two Coors Lights up there? You got it! Always brewed down to 34 degrees. With a taste as cold as the Rockies, only Coors Light gives you refreshment every time. Here you go. Two Coors Lights. Awesome, man. Wow, these are really cold. That's the only way I deliver it. Sure. I mean, you being a mountain climber and all? Yep. You probably need a pretty warm coat in there, huh? Yep. Hey, Ben! Yeah! Ask him if he has any nachos. Um, you got any nachos in there? No. Just icy cold Coors Light? Yep. That makes sense. It is the Rockies. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With great beer comes great responsibility. We're jingling your bells all holiday long. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. FM 98.1 and 97.7. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I watched the glee while you kings and queens fought for ten decades for the God they made. I shouted out who killed the Kennedys when after all it was you and me. It's 6 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. It is a, I almost said a Friday morning because it feels like Friday. Yeah. It is a Wednesday morning. Uh, it is, in effect, our Friday as we prepare for, uh, A, a short show today, which is a good way to go out on the holiday, Bob. No offense to, you know, I like to do the three-hour show here. We get together and talk a lot. But, uh, you know, getting a two-hour show, for me at least, uh, you have to hang around with the, with the Watchdogs. I shouldn't say have to. You have the privilege of hanging well, around uh, yeah, both, with both. the Watchdogs. <laughs> So, uh, but I'm done here at uh, nine o'clock, and uh, and the vacation begins. My friend Tom Sussman is announcing some big things at nine o six this morning. He said, "I've got this big announcement coming down at WMOB Radio." I said, "Tom, appreciate it. I'll be six minutes into vacation by that time." <laughs> Let's check sports. Mr. Slider has them for us. It's time for Slider on sports. Thank you, Howard. The Pittsburgh Steelers fired their offensive coordinator Matt Canada yesterday. Canada had been under fire since last year, and after Sunday's embarrassing performance and loss to the Cleveland Browns, the Steelers relieved him of his duties. The last time, Howard, think about this for a second. The last time the Pittsburgh Steelers fired their head coach. Or one of their coordinators during Back in the, the 90s, seasons, nineteen eighties, forty one, forties. They just don't do it. That's why I said yesterday. Holy they just, man. they just don't do it. It takes something very drastic, and these are drastic times. So that was not a minor announcement when they. No, that's what I'm saying. It just a little bit shocking still. Steeler head coach Mike Tomlin said the decision was his and his alone. The Steelers are 28th in the league in scoring. That's a 16.6 points a game average, uh, and they are 31st in the league in total passing. 
Pittsburgh's quarterback coach Mike Sullivan, not to be coach, not to be confused with the Penguins' head coach Mike Sullivan, will now call the plays. The Steelers face the Bengals this Sunday in Cincinnati. Kickoff at one o'clock. A little surprising here. The Steelers are somehow favored by one point. Cincinnati has the problems of their own, but wow. <laughs> The Pittsburgh Penguins are home tonight against the New York Rangers. Game time, 7 o'clock. The latest college football playoff rankings are out. There is a change in the top four. Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three. Washington now jumps over Florida State. They are at number four. All those teams are undefeated. It is a hockey night in Wheeling. Tonight, the Wheeling Nailers host the Toledo Walleye at West Bank Arena. Puck drops at 7:10. It's a basketball night on the Watchdog Network. From Fort Myers, Florida, the West Virginia Mountaineers take on the 24th ranked Virginia Cavaliers. Game time, 6 o'clock. We'll have it all right here. The pregame, the tip-off, the post-game show here on the Voice of the Mountaineers. The Watchdog Network, AM 1600, 1370 AM, FM 98.1, 97.7 FM. Slatter on Sports Time, 758. Isn't uh, the, the, the pre-Thanksgiving game, or is it the Thanksgiving? The Nailers always do a big thing for Thanksgiving, don't they? They do, and uh, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't been there for a while, but Thanksgiving or the, the night before Thanksgiving has thought, always yeah. been a big night, yes. And then I guess a couple of the restaurants and taverns around here have their usual pre-Thanksgiving parties tonight. I remember the Which old one days. are you going to, Harry? Uh, I'm going to the one that says um, it's a, a, a 13-year-old birthday party at my house. That's the, that's the party that I'll be going to, and and I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be chugging down some. Well, what are you chugging, Harry? Oh, you're throwing up Pepsi. Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi's killing you, Pepsi. Harry. Pepsi. Yeah. Although I must say, at home last night, I switched to root beer. Do you, ever, do you like root beer? No, I don't. It just It's one of those things that just does not quench my thirst. It is not something I normally drink on a regular basis, but uh, we had some in a bottle. First place, I love it in the bottle, actual glass bottle. Uh, cracked it open, nice cold glass bottle of root beer. Oh, man, was it good. The spot, did it? it? Oh, baby, it certainly did, certainly did. All right, just about 8 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show coming up next hour. We will be giving you a chance to win for our final turkey shoot contest, so stand by for that. You get a chance to call in. And uh, we only have a couple of turkeys left out there. Most of them we killed, right? Did you know one of those guys' name, the shooters, is Lee Harvey? Did you know that, Howard? No, 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 no. I'll mean, send him in there in a second. <laughs> well, and speaking of Lee Harvey, uh, next hour we're also going to talk about the 60th anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. What do we know? What don't we know? What do we need to know? All of that coming up when Corey Campanese joins us in the next hour as well. It is the Watchdog Morning Show. It is a Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving. Happy gobble gobble to you it's eight o'clock fm 98.1 am 1600 wkkx wheeling fm 97.7 am 1370 wvly moundsville